0: Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Home Health Care Today show. I am your host, Dr. Clemon Moore. It's February, and in February, we spend some time focus time and attention on a couple of our episodes centered around American Heart Month. On this particular episode, we have the distinguished opportunity to chat with Miss Selina Gore. Selena is the Chief Executive Officer of Women Heart. Women Heart is the national coalition for women with heart disease. Selena, prior to uh, assuming the role of CEO at Women Heart in Washington DC in 2019, she brought 20 years of experience in global health, corporate social responsibility and research funding to the organization. Prior to uh, joining Women Health, Selena served as executive director of the Global Alliance for Chronic Diseases. In that role, she led the secretariat team based in London. Previously, she was the managing director of the foundation for the United Nations Global Compact, where she headed up the private sector funding team and led the overall development and management of the New York-based nonprofit. She's also worked in the field With the United Nations Population Fund and UNICEF in Angola as a senior HIV and AIDS advisor. She consulted the government of Angola on its HIV strategy, child survival and nutrition programs in local communities on their social and community investments. Selena has extensive experience developing health and social programs for multinational corporations, uh, some of which include Nike, Volkswagen, Colgate, American Express, and Chevron. She assisted and consulted these organizations on their strategy implementation for employees, consumers, and in communities. Uh, Selena holds um, a master's degree in public health and epidemiology a bachelor's degree in psychology, both from UCLA, and she also has a master's in public health administration from Harvard University. Selena Gore, welcome to our show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes. Selena, we want to dive right into the the topic, of course, of uh, heart health and American Heart Month and learn more about womenheart.org. But before we jump right into WomenHeart.org, tell us a little bit about you. You know, your passion for women, your passion for heart health, and what brought you to WomenHeart as CEO?
1: Thank you so much for the question and for the generous, (laughs) generous introduction. Uh,
0: um,
1: So I came to uh, WomenHeart about two and a half years ago after having spent over eight years funding research around the world on issues like hypertension and diabetes. And through that work, I learned that heart disease was the number one killer of women in the majority of, of countries, including the US. Yes. And so when Women Heart um, came calling, I thought what a perfect opportunity to have an impact on the lives of women in, in this country. Yes. Um, and so packed up my bags from London and moved straight to Washington, D.C., where I've, I've lived ever since. Um, uh-huh. and it's been, you know, a, a continuous uh, and daily inspiration to get to work with champions, which is what we call our volunteers. And yes. these are women who have survived heart attacks or had another kind of heart diagnosis and have decided that they needed to help other women who have gone, who are going through similar circumstances um, so that their heart journeys are a little less traumatic and a little less lonely.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, Selena. So some very uh, serious, very serious work um, that does, you know, require the attention, right? The attention of uh, healthcare facilities and agencies and of course, you know, a national organization such as as Women Heart to support. So going back to Women Heart, like if you could put that mission of the organization in a statement, what would the the mission be? Tell us a little bit about the history, some of the some of the milestones for a Women Heart organization.
1: Sure. So you know, I think I, I think what's important to know about Women Heart is that we are an organization that is patient centered. And that is really, really important to stress. We are an organization that advocates, educates and supports women with heart disease, but also an organization that lifts up the voice of the patient. Um, And so with that background in mind, the mission of the organization is to improve the lives of women living with or at risk of heart disease while fighting for equity in heart health. And wow. so, this, this health equity part is really, really critical because not every group across this country is impacted by heart disease in the same way.
0: Certainly.
1: Certain groups that are disproportionately impacted, let's say, by heart disease. And so, Women Heart wants to make sure we are doing what we can to address some of those. Inequities.
0: Absolutely yes yes, Elena so there is uh, of course the health disparities uh, across you know various racial and ethnic groups there is socioeconomic divides, oftentimes with health care and outcomes And as we take that as a lead, uh, please uh, provide an example or or some examples of how women Heart has been able to, realize that mission and, and have an impact on those stakeholder groups?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great question and it's timely <laughs> for us because, um, I think it was last year we, um, we trained our 1000th, um, champion. Wow. Um, training is quite rigorous. I have to, I have to say, um, once they, they make it successfully through our, our rigorous recruitment process. We send them to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and that's where they get their training from the head of the women's heart center there. Wow. Um, so, you know, it is not, it's not a trivial um, matter of, of getting trained up. Of oh. course in 2020, when we had the, the pandemic, that was the first class um, to have that training done by uh, the Mayo team virtually. Yes. Um, but, you know, in any case, we now have, you know, a number of, of champions spread out across this country, women who are just as passionate, if not more than I am, to help other women through, through their process. And, and as we already, I think, talked about before the show, there are some yes. right there in your part of, of the country yes. um, ready and willing to uh, support women living with heart disease.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, Selena. I am so glad to hear that the training did go virtual, right? And uh, you all were still able to maintain that uh, that active core of trainees and maintaining the rigor even during the pandemic. Absolutely. Okay. So that was obviously a challenge uh, going virtual and still keeping the attention on heart health uh, and the organization in view of so much focus being on the the virus. So that leads to this question: What are some more of those challenges, uh, Selena, that the organization has? And then maybe you know, prior to the end of our interview, we could talk about ways that. Other organizations and individuals can be of assistance in helping women heart to meet some of those challenges.
1: Absolutely. So I, you know, I, I'm a type of person that tends to look at the glass half full. Yes. And the pandemic, you know, I often say we we would never wish it on ourselves. Um, we would never want to go through the devastating experience that we've gone through collectively as yes. humanity. Right. As a as yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are many of us that can point to the pandemic having some silver linings. Yes. Our organization has benefited from a number of silver linings mm-hmm. relative to um, the hardship that you know we've faced as well as a small national nonprofit with a pretty large mission. Yes. So I think one of obviously one of the challenges was first of all getting the word out that there are particular risk factors uh, during this pandemic for people with heart disease.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: They would be part of the high risk groups when we hear about um, requirements of mask wearing or prioritization in the early days of the vaccine, the prioritization of of folks with, with a particular level of risk, women with heart disease are definitely part of that group of, of folks with with risk, right? Yes. Um, so what we were doing in the early days of the pandemic was a virtual webinar series where we were talking about the facts and figures. Because I don't, you know, I, if if we can all recall back then, yes, operating in a, in a world of unknowns. So. Totally. Um, we were working with cardiologists and other experts and, and scientists to help our community learn as we were getting, you know, gaining new information and gaining new lo- knowledge. Yes. All the way through to when the vaccine was available, there were obviously some early questions about how safe the vaccine was for people living with heart disease.
0: Absolutely.
2: So
1: we we were sort of. I would say kind of evolving as the science was evolving related to COVID. Yes. We wanted to always prioritize the health of of women with heart disease. So that information that was accurate and based in science. Yes. Um, Another big challenge that I think we were dealing with was misinformation.
0: Absolutely. Yes.
1: Stoking up fears that then we had to make sure we were combating with Important and and real evidence that was based in 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 you know in in data.
0: Absolutely, Selena, and I I do appreciate the approach you took to answering that answering that question in view of the challenges presented opportunities where the organization was not only able to adapt, but I gleaned from that uh, piece there that the organization adapted, it evolved. It integrated new knowledge as the knowledge became readily available based in science, as well as uh, being delicate, delicate in view of the fact that um, heart disease uh, and some of its comorbidities were certainly exacerbated, right, by the virus, uh, but not wanting to sound off more alarm bells than needed. Continued focus on how to provide how to provide more support. Uh, yes, Selena. So when we think about success uh, of some of the chapters, you know, we're here in uh, Metro Detroit. Uh, there's a chapter um, in Novi, Novi, Michigan. So we do want our listeners and viewers to be, of course, made aware of that. Um, what are some some success stories, Selena, that you would? Uh, you know, point to as related to uh, any of the affiliates or even the national uh, branch uh, in view of efficacy.
1: So many success stories, Um, you know, they're from, I'll share with you two particular success stories of individual experiences. Yes. And one of our champions named Kathy shared this experience with me where she said that she, um, one of the things that our champions do is uh, they are present at various community health fairs to provide yes. accurate and, and timely information. And we give out what we call our red bags of courage with, yes. again, information specific, um specifically tailored to women, um, not just in terms of how to manage heart disease, but also how to prevent heart disease. Yes. And- uh, she had a woman come up to her and, and the, this woman said, you know, one of those red bags saved my life. Wow. Sorry, one of those red bags saved my neighbor's life. And she yes. said, well, I, I, brought my, I brought this bag home. I didn't really, you know, I read the information. I passed it on to my neighbor. And apparently her neighbor then, based on that experience, uh, went and had her heart checked and and she was found to have a ninety nine percent blockage by her doctor. She had symptoms uh-huh. prior. Yes. And she was able to treat that before it inevitably would have led to a heart attack.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Important story. Um, another story that I was able to witness personally. Uh-huh. Um, another thing that our cha- our women heart champions do is they do uh, bedside visits. Prior to they were doing bedside visits. Yes. I uh, had the honor of doing some rounds with w- another one of our champions, um, who also actually was named Kathy. Uh, <laughs> yes. We were in a you know, into a hospital room with a woman who was pre-op. She was waiting for a particular procedure, mm. and she was um, inconsolable. You know, she was afraid. She was anxious. She had her her partner, her husband, uh, with her, but he, you know, couldn't offer much more than his hand to hold, hold her hand. Yes. And Kathy was able to sit down with her and say to her, "I was in exactly your position ten years ago." Yes, that's the one sentence that that turned it around for this woman because yes. this woman die yes so the presence of our champions with women who are going through walking that path themselves is a life changer for yes. so many women who are in a vulnerable position who don't know how they're going to make it and then no. to speak to who not only is living 10 years later but is actually helping and, and well enough to help others 10 years later. yes and I, you know, I, I tear up every time I think about that story because absolutely,
0: absolutely.
1: Of, of what we do as an organization. So yeah. I, I that is, you know, those things continue to stick out in my mind.
0: Yeah. So those are two excellent examples. Uh, the intervention, the first example of the red bag and, um, a individual being able to get information to read hey these are the warning signs i'm feeling this way let me get to get to a doctor and then to find out that there was 99% blockage so that real time intervention just by a person having the information in the palm of their hands wow. and then that that second example is is phenomenal as well so the Um, we talk about support groups a lot of times, right? And we talk about uh, communities of practice, and we often talk about them theoretically or in an abstract way. Rarely are we in the moment discussing, you know, dispatching a champion or dispatching a guardian angel, you know, to be able to speak to a person in their time of need, and then a decade after experiencing the same type of situation. So, For that person that was in despair, I too can imagine that their mind might have shifted from, you know, calamity and this is it to, wait a minute, this could be it in terms of me being here 10 years from now, helping someone out, you know, as as a champion.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, the, the way I would phrase that is it went from, you know, fear to hope. In in a matter of minutes, it was, it was yes, it was a powerful moment that you know I'll never forget.
0: Very much so, very much so. So later we're gonna take a commercial break and uh, come on back, and we have several more you know engaging and interactive questions to ask you, you know, about of course American Heart Month, Women Heart, and then more about your background. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to season two. Episode four of the Home Health Care Today show. And for those of you that are just joining in, we are joined with uh, Miss Selena Gore. Selena is the CEO of Women Heart. Women Heart is a national organization based out of Washington, D.C. Women Heart has uh, chapters in about 34 states and 1,000. Uh, champions, volunteers, strong. Okay, Selena, thank you for all of the insights in the first half of our interview. We have a few more questions. Okay, when it comes to physicians and specialists, there are patients and families that oftentimes have a little bit of angst about going to see a cardiologist. In your professional opinion or with professional advice, how would you suggest families go about uh, communicating, seeking out and interacting with cardiologists in their area?
1: This is a great question. And and one that I think, you know, we probably don't think about enough because I think it's very easy to say, just see your cardiologist um, without really understanding that there might be some real hurdles. Cardiologists, whether it is questions of access or questions of fear, um, yes. and so I think one of the first things I would say is, if you have a good relationship with your primary care physician, um, that and and have you know and trust them, I would ask them for recommendations. Yes. Um, you know, cardiologists are physicians like other like other specialists. And they all work together in harmony. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you trust your PCP, I would say get good recommendations from them. Mm-hmm. The second thing I would say is uh, we at Women Heart have regular webinars. In fact, if you go to YouTube now, go to our YouTube channel now, you will see a number of webinars where you will get to meet cardiologists and you will see that they're oh, not all that scary.
2: Right.
0: <laughs>
1: They are there to help,
0: um,
1: yes. and that they want. And and I think this is really critical in the in the world of heart disease. That you want to look for a cardiologist who won't judge. I think I think so many times what mm-hmm. the fear is is about being judged. Yes, um, because you know we blame ourselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I am, you know, I have high blood pressure because I don't exercise enough, or I don't sleep well, or yes. And I think you want to take that off the table. Yes. If that is on the table, then that will just add more stress to what is already probably a stressed out heart. Absolutely. So this is really critical. So if you need to take some baby steps, watch some videos of cardiologists and we've got some excellent ones uh, in our um, in our videos.
0: Yes, this is good. Good advice. And you you nailed it Selena with some of that. Uh, some of that guilt uh, that a patient may have, or even the thought that the cardiologist is going to judge me—a he or she may judge me based upon risk factors, right, or or heredity, right, or my demographics and zip code, right—but to encourage patients to watch those videos, get information and get an understanding that there are some things within our heredity and our DNA that are modifiable. So we have some modifiable risk factors uh, that other champions and uh, affiliates could help people work through and and talk through, but seeking that sound advice and consultation and care from a um, licensed cardiologist is a great, great way to go. Okay, efficacy. I'm sorry, you got one? Uh Yeah, I
1: have to just interrupt you because back to the example that I gave about that 99% blockage. That person had no symptoms. And so what's really key when we think about heart health and cardiology, right, is get checked because often people, you know, I'm scared of heart disease or heart attacks because it's so sudden. I promise you that in the majority of cases, it is not sudden, it's just silent.
2: Mm, Yes.
1: For years and decades. So, getting your heart checked is really, really critical. Yes. Not having as many health surprises. Um,
0: Absolutely.
1: Reinforce that as we're talking about seeking care from a
0: cardiologist. I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that you did, because there are some people that operate from that school of thought of, if there's something wrong, I don't want to know. Well, actually you do want to know, right? You you certainly want to know. Awareness, early detection is very, very important, right? And to the point about not having signs and symptoms, this is where as an organization, Uh, a home healthcare agency, we try to match our patients who don't have a primary care physician with a visiting doctor, right? So uh, we try to help people to move away from avoiding those um, yearly checkups, biannual checkups, and definitely seeking out specialists uh, when need be. Okay, this is I'm having a good time, having a good time with our conversation, Selena. Uh, when you think about efficacy now um, of Women Heart and those um, 34 states that there's uh, chapters and uh, 1,000 um, champions, how would you, you know, assess the efficacy um, of the agency at at this point? Yeah, it's a really
1: good question. So. We talk often about process indicators, process metrics. So simply, I call it headcount. So mm-hmm. how many people have we actually helped? Mm-hmm. Um, mentioned Earlier that we, our champions are often uh, at health fairs, yes. um, also running support groups. And and so the NOVI chapter that you talked about there in Michigan, yes. uh, there, is, there is. that means that there is a support group there. So there yes. is a group of women who come together on a regular basis, monthly basis actually, to talk about health and to support each other through that. And so one of the more important ways that we assess our efficacy is actually through really critical feedback from those women, from the users of our service, let's say, um, to determine exactly whether or not they are getting what they need from, from what we do and what we offer. Yes. One one piece of, and that's on the quantitative side, but on the qualitative side, one piece of, of feedback that we as an organization have gotten, which again really has stuck with me through the years, is um, they said that uh, this this woman said, um, my cardiologist saved my heart, but women heart saved my life.
2: Wow, that's yes. really
1: impactful. So. On the one one hand, we obviously want to be collecting hard metrics in terms of satisfaction and quality, relative to the services that are being rendered. But we also really need, equally need, the critical qualitative data like that, like that piece of feedback, Um, because oftentimes in our work, Mm -hmm. because I'm not seeing patients on a day-to-day basis. You know, sometimes you lose touch of the, the the meaning of it all and the purpose of it all. And so, when somebody can say that to you and say, "I would, I don't know where I would be without women heart. Women heart saved my life." Yes. You know, these things um, just spur me to continue on. Because some days, as you you know, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure do.
1: It's this work, you know, you just sort of want to give up, you know, and you can try again the next day.
2: Yes. Um,
1: you know, it's really meaningful and um, and touching when when we hear uh, those anecdotes of of folks who really are um, changed by the experience of of um, you know coming to one of our support
0: groups. Absolutely, Selena. And so what I gathered from that is that from that anecdote, that testimonial, um, the cardiologist saved you know my heart. Uh, so that, that, that physical, that, that physical uh, improvement or that physical sustainability, but women' hearts saved my life. So that, that social peace, that, that hope, you know, being connected, being connected to a group that has the resources, has the experience, and has the insight to help me to continue to fight on because I think without that will to fight and without that support, some of those scientific and medical interventions don't have the same level of efficacy without the support systems and the will and the drive of the patient. So,
1: Absolutely. so. Absolutely. Yeah. I would also just add that, you know, it's it's the mental health component, right? I mean, that that is, That is what, in in large part, we are doing is providing that emotional and mental support, psychological support um, for women who are going through a pretty traumatic time in their lives.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is invaluable, invaluable, as well as remarkable, Selena. So congratulations on the great work that that Women Heart is doing in that space. Uh, Earlier, we talked about bedside, you know, prior to the pandemic, you know, being able to send out champions to support individuals at you know, at their bedside. Um, At American Advantage, we support homebound patients, right, who have those uh, chronic illnesses that make them, in many cases, homebound and also bedbound. So in view of the homebound community, Selena, Uh, why should families, in your, you know, professional uh, opinion, why should families, uh, as well as caregivers, you know, survivors that may still have some uh, health challenges, you know, as related to their heart, why should they consider perhaps home health, in your professional opinion, as a means to assist and support them?
1: You know, I I want to sort of take, take a little bit of a different approach to the question. I think that, so many of the patients that I have come across want more than anything, continued independence. And for many people, that means staying home. Yes. Living, continuing to live in their homes. And so the way I think about what you just asked about home health care is about Enabling that continued independence and that continued ability to be, uh, to live the life that they want to live. Um, So, you know, this is both a professional, but maybe even a personal opinion that, that the ability to live that independent life will go a long way towards mental health um, strength.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I do really appreciate Selina, the approach that you took to that as focused on the goal, the goal of quality of life and independence, you know, sustainability, survival and thrival, and then perhaps looking at home health care and other interventions as tools to support patients and families in achieving in achieving those goals.
1: And I think about Women Heart in the same way, you know, have mental and emotional and psychological support um, through what your physical experience, you know, the difficulties you might be going through physically, then you're able to do more. Absolutely. Better and have better outcomes.
0: Yeah. So we're going to definitely take, you know, leaflets and information, even perhaps go to our Novi chapter and get some of those red bags. But we're going to, at the very least, put a leaflet in our starter care packets and folders for the patients that we serve throughout Metro Detroit so that they are aware that, yes, American Heart Association's, you know, Detroit Chapter and Ann Arbor tra- Chapter and Lansing Chapter are here. But also Women Heart has a location in, in Novi to provide support to patients. So we're going to we're going spread, spread the word, Selena. Um, so as we wrap up, I have two last questions. All right. So I said we're going to spread the work. We're going to going to do our part. Uh, but I want to ask you your, you know, your need or your big ask, right? Um, as you think about benefactors, because we talk a lot about beneficiaries of the work that Women Heart does, but some of those benefactors out there that may want to, you know, be obviously a volunteer or start a new chapter? Are there ways that uh, benefactors could be of greater support? And if so, what will be your big ask to some of those benefactors out there?
1: Yeah, it's a a really great question. I think (laughs) um, one of our goals has been to be, I I mentioned earlier that we are in 34 states. Um, One of our goals is certainly to be in all 50 states because that there are 16 states that are left un, with some unmet needs, yes. and um, that's one of the first things is um, you know to to for all of you um, to visit womenheart.org um, and uh, to see if you have if you know folks who are in those 16 states um, because what we're going to be doing in the summer is recruiting our 2022 class of champions. Wow. So, know any woman who has uh, survived a heart attack or has a heart disease diagnosis um, and is ready and, willing and needs to help others, um, we are the organization for them. What? Um, so that information can be found on, on our website, womenheart.org. Uh, but I think there's a bigger, I think, aim for those who um, may not have heart disease or know, who want to do something else, which is really encourage anybody in your sphere of influence to get checked, um, to get information. And again, coming to our, our website, womenheart.org is a, is a great place to start. I will also say that um, not only is February Heart Month, it is also Black History Month. Yes, so and so. Women Heart um, for February has launched our 29 days of heart campaign, um, which is focusing on black women's heart health. So another big ask is to follow us on, so all of our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram and and Twitter and LinkedIn um, to hear some amazing stories of resilience and triumph and and thrivership um, in the face of heart disease of black women, who are not only dealing with their own health issues, but are also dealing with some challenges in a healthcare system that is sometimes uh, much more challenging for Black women than perhaps for others. Um, So that's another really big ask is to share, retweet, like all of the the various kinds of information that you'll see throughout the month of of February about Black women and heart health. and I guess the last ask.
0: <laughs> there's no limit. Selena, you can ask away. There is hey, There's no quota on the number of asks. Let's go. Yes.
1: I feel good for time. So I'm just going to. Oh, give,
0: no, you're fine. <laughs> uh,
1: for each and every person to know their heart health status. So start with yourself, I often say you know we want to do for others we want to help others but start with yourself um you know we have a philosophy here at women heart um because so many women only know how to take care of other people
0: true
1: don't know how to focus on themselves yes um i like very much the notion of um what you what we often hear on airplanes when we fly uh-huh. which is put your mask on first
0: <laughs> yeah
1: other so so that you can help other people
0: yes ma'am
1: um, that's really critical in heart health as well focus on yourself know what your risk is take care of yourself so that you can be here for others for the long haul um
0: there wonderful wonderful no those were not too many asks at all you know and they were they're doable you know they require some self-assessment some Outreach to others, you know, some some engagement around the topic of heart health. Uh, identifying, you know, going to the website, following information, getting actively involved socially on social media uh, with Women Heart, as well as looking at the 34 states that uh, Women Heart does have presence, and then the 16 that don't. Reaching out to some family and friends, you know, that uh, have. Experienced, you know, uh, being champions against heart disease, and are, you know, ready to take on take on a new chapter, or find ways to engage. So, no, those, those weren't bad. Those were really great asks, and yes. I could see some great utility.
1: We are not just looking for champions in those other 16 states. So, you know, if you are in Novi, if you are in Detroit, if you yeah. are in that, you know, greater metro area of Detroit. And if you're ready and willing and excited about supporting other women who are, are, are going through their heart disease journey um, and you're ready to serve, then, then come on to womenheart.org and we can sign you up to be a champion.
0: Wonderful. So no limit on the number of champions at all. This is good. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Selena, so 2024 will mark the 25th anniversary of uh, WomenHeart. So as we round out um, this particular episode, where do you see, where do you see the organization in the next couple of years as you uh, approach the 25th anniversary?
1: It is a, a fantastic question, I Thank you for, for that question. You know, we have some big aims. We just launched a new strategic plan this year. Uh, it's a three-year plan that will end actually on our 20th, 25th anniversary in 2024. Yes. Um, and one of our big goals is to increase our reach. And, um, you know, I want to put it out there that we, what we want to do is we want to reach a million women by 2024. We want a million Sorry. women to be aware of their risks, be aware that they have support if they need it, um, and be aware that there are good sources of information and their ability to access cardiologists Yes, talked about this earlier, yeah. um, who are knowledgeable and not only knowledgeable, but are focused on improving the experience of women living with or at risk of heart disease. Absolutely. So you can find those women, those superstars of cardiologists um, at womenheart.org.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Selena, I do hope and pray that that vision will be realized do know that American Advantage Home Care and the Home Health Care Today Show will do as much as humanly possible, right, uh, to assist in fulfilling that vision of reaching one million uh, women to uh, get them to know their risk factors, know that Women Heart uh, exists, and of course for them to reach out to other women. So I like the exponentiation of One million that tell two apiece, that tell five apiece, and then we have the entire country covered. (laughs) Yes. So thank you so much for your time today. You've been extremely generous. Uh, And uh, we'll have a couple more episodes uh, this month that are focused and centered around heart health. But thank you so much for kicking off the first episode this month, focused on such a very important topic. Selena, we will be in touch. Thank
1: Thank you. you. It was great fun. Thank you.
0: My pleasure. Thank you, Selena.